So what did you think about my list that I sent you? Did you agree or disagree? Yo, okay. I So I'm glad. Okay, so I'm glad that I forgot your list because I read, I made my own list of five because I okay. was like, I can't. I like, it's like I have these top five and then I'm like, uh, and kind of, um, are like, I've, I have forgotten, but actually I'm glad that I'm I just have seven list. I you just have, have seven. seven. Yeah. So, okay. So actually, yeah. actually I'm expanding mine. I'll also do seven because you reminded me of some that I forgot about. Okay. So one that I have, I have on my list, I have my list one. of seven, Joseph. So I, number one on mine that I put, it's not number one overall, but the first one on my list is the first episode. Yeah, 100%. Uh, agree. To- yep. It's def. So we- <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Absol- oh, drink a choice, by Absolutely. the way, is I, I, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I'm going to cut this or not, but it's I'm doing rum and coke right now. Oh, but I'm, I, I don't want to come off as an alcoholic, so I'm, I might cut that out. <laughs> I mean, you can have a rum and coke and not be an alcoholic. True, but then if you like out of context, the fact like you know, like, given I don't hardly ever drink. If you never listen, if you only ever listen to this, and I'm like drinking every we time we do I'm drink recording. almost every time we podcast. But okay, right, but so, listeners, remember that we only put out like one podcast every other month. So, but we need to, we need to up that though. We do. We need, need to, to do more. That. We need to be better. Yeah. We have a plan now, <laughs> faithful faithful listeners. We have a plan. We, we owe our we owe our listeners better. But anyways, our... what, are, what are your what are your feelings about episode number one? Okay, so even though I... I'm just looking at my article, like this still is like the look on Renfrey's face. I don't. Even yes, the same it's thing. Inc- it's incredible. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. So, I so I made my list of seven now, and I didn't put them in order because I like have Mm. my list of seven and I was like I like each of these episodes for a different reason and it's really hard to like put that like like categorize them but I definitely agree the first episode is 100% on my list um I loved it I was super enthralled from beginning to end I loved Renfrey as a character I thought she was incredible and I was really sad that she died like that made me really sad. So, so did you did you when you watched it did you get the reference cuz when you read the the last wish it's very clear that the last wish is like a play on classic fairy tales which is really interesting and I think that's part of yes, what Yes, I got that. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Good. No, I got it. And I actually I so I read the last wish that's the only one I've actually read. Right. Um but I and when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is its take on Snow White. And like, I really love um, I really love like takes on fairy tales. Yeah. Um, It's just I don't know. I, I'm just super interested in it. It really intrigues me. And so um, I really yeah, I liked it. I was a big fan. And I I, I really I kind of wish that like um, they would have continued the play on fairy tales like throughout the rest of the story, I guess. Uh, And they kind of do like in the second season, right? There is kind of like a beauty and the beast kind of one. A little bit. That's on this list. And it is on your list. Yeah. And when they're doing that, it, it does work better. Like both the writer and the show. Yes. When it's sort of tapping in with these sort of archetypical themes, it sort of speaks in a really like deep level. It's sort of, Oh, but you thought it was, you thought Renfrey was little red Whiting hood. 
Okay, that might. <laughs> I may need to edit that. I forget what is. Is she Little Red Riding Hood or no? Is she Snow she's White? Snow White because she travels. Okay, I'm with, sorry. Because remember I, that the, was a miss, right? Remember the the guy like the huntsman like she's a princess and she was a threat to the queen yeah. and so the huntsman took her out to the woods. I I missed. That's a miss, right? I'm sorry. Goodness I that. gracious. Okay, so if you're listening to this podcast now, if Joe doesn't Joe doesn't cut this <laughs> segment out, uh, Joe is going to edit his article to be more exact. Yeah, that was wrong. I'm sorry about that. I don't know why I said. I, I, I was I was reading. I was like, no, she's not Little Red Riding Hood. She's um as we're talking about, like she's Snow White, which is funny because I've actually been watching. So my son loves Snow White like crazy. Oh, so I love we Snow watched White Snow White like quite a bit. I love Snow um, White, but she's kind of she's like you know kind of Snow White gone wrong. But what do you think about Renfrey as like a prototype of Siri? Oh, I mean, I, I don't know. That was really long. I'm sorry. You can edit that. Um, I'm thinking, uh, no, I actually, I don't know. I kind of like disagree because I mean, there's like the sexual aspect to it, right? Like, oh yeah, that's yeah. like not, I would just immediately is like, but, but the idea that like the idea that Renfrey is the princess that Geralt couldn't save. Yes. Like exactly. that is like that is huge and just the fact that like he keeps like he keeps her brooch on his sword like I actually didn't catch that until like watching the third season like I didn't I didn't catch that oh the thing on his sword is Renfri's brooch and so he keeps it like he keeps it on her his sword for what like 50 60 years because he's he's just yeah, he he's just reminding himself that like she is the princess that he couldn't save, and it yeah yeah. That's a good point you brought up too. That the the timeline because if you don't if you're not super familiar with the source material, you might not realize just how much time passes. Oh yeah, like it's crazy. That, yeah, like the fact that Geralt's I think I think he's in his eighties, so he's pretty darn old. Like he's lived a lot of life, and I think. Yennefer is even older like I want to say Yennefer I'll google it but I think Yennefer is like 200 isn't she yeah yeah it's it there's a there's a pretty significant age gap for sure yeah but that was a great moment okay I was wrong I'm sorry uh she's 71 I don't know where I got the 200 I thought she uh, was older quick google search says Yennefer is 71 on the show so oh the show yeah she's she's not She's, yeah, she's a couple decades older than Geralt, according to that. But I think that what you said about the brooch is super cool. And I think that was one of the better moments in the end of this third season. The fact that uh, the fact that they showed that where he's kind of like letting go of Renfrey in a way. Like he's letting go of... But I think to me it was symbolic of he's letting go of neutrality. Like he's not going to just be neutral anymore. Oh, yeah. Because like the first episode yeah. was all about like him being neutral. Like the whole yeah. first episode was like the setup of like him being neutral. And honestly, that was something I loved most about the first episode where like we have a character who comes out and says like evil is evil, like lesser, greater, middling, you know, like he like, yeah, that's just such a strong moral point that like he had in it's the crazy. first five minutes. I remember watching that and being like, that is, that is so opposite to like today's culture. Like, so honestly, I feel like when Netflix wrote that scene, they didn't understand what that meant. <laughs> I don't think they did either because <laughs> otherwise no one... I don't think that would ever have made the cut. You yeah. Know? Like, cause it's so, you know, you know what also was really cool about that first episode what? Um, 
is the fight scene that epic oh my gosh i was gonna say he... that that was that was literally one of the best fight scenes like in the entire show and i'm kind of sad not that they wasted it on the first episode but like 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 you're gonna have such an amazing fight scene in the first episode and then never like get like back to that yeah so and you know what? i'm actually gonna do i'm thinking of doing like a list of best fights from the witcher Ooh. um i do that for, i do that for other shows so i'm thinking of putting that together so maybe we can have a talk about that like what the best fight scenes are probably for you i know the the scene where he kills rayance is probably going to be on there so <laughs> and i mm. definitely should have i should have put a spoilers warning earlier in this episode people but, uh, yeah. by this time <laughs> people understand that we just spoil everything exactly exactly so anyway i don't know any other thoughts on the okay first no episode? i 100 percent, 100 percent agree with you on the first episode i yes okay. one one phenomenal um do you want to do an episode of mine now so we can, like go back and forth yes okay great idea I love so that. Yeah. i i really liked the rare species episode one okay. one six the the dragon episode. I love that one too. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean obviously I'm here for the Geralt Yennefer content. Um, <laughs> it was shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the sad thing is is that like I am too. So I don't know what that says about me because I'm a man. It says you're a but, human uh, being with a heart, Joe. Yeah. Um, that's that's where that's I mean that's probably. So this list that I did isn't really ranked, but that's probably my favorite episode. Wow. It's, it's really good. Did you have... I would say... Cause, go ahead. Yeah. Do you have it on your list? I'm scrolling. I do. Yeah. And this, yes, this episode, this, this list isn't ranked though. It's not ranked. It's just kind of like a hodgepodge. But I what I liked about it, so I don't mean to hijack what you liked about it, but if you think about the other episode that's really heavy on Geralt and Yennefer... It's the bottled appetites. No, one, that was my. Like, ne- that's literally my next one on my list. I. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, Good. Both. I loved that. I loved it both. But I, I think I like rare species a little bit more because we actually get to see them interacting and not just like screaming at each other. Yes, and that's what I was gonna say. It's yeah. like they're actually have. You get to see what their relationship actually looks like, not these like weird fronts that they have with each other. So yeah, I think yeah. that's what I liked about rare species for sure. Yeah, so. totally. A hundred percent. I think, I think the thing I didn't like about it that actually really bothered me. And I, I, and I think it's a bit of a departure from the books. If I, if I'm correct, I think what I didn't like about it is that they put in this weird thing. I don't know if you know about this, but at the end of that episode, her and Geralt go their own ways. Yeah, I remember um, that. That's what I don't like about this episode. Yeah. Okay. So, man, copy paste like our copy paste our weird. thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we need, like I, somebody on here who's like, I hate Jennifer and Geralt. <laughs> no, no. Okay, those people yeah. don't exist, and if they do exist, no, I don't, don't want to speak to them. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, I did think it was like an interesting like story arc, but like I also think that like. Cause this whole thing was about like their whole fight was about Geralt making the wish and his wish was to save her. Right. Or what was his wish? Yeah. And so that's what I don't like is that it's like they, they juck, they kind of added this layer of like Yennefer's mad that her free will was taken away or whatever. But actually with the wish that Geralt makes big spoiler alert, the wish that Geralt makes is not, to take away her control it's to bind her future forever to his yeah i mean and the thing is i can totally i i uh, i totally get that she's pissed at that 
Like I would, I would also, okay. I wouldn't be pissed if like Henry Cavill dressed as Geralt came to me and said like, our futures are bound because of a wish I made. I'd be, I'd be like, oh darn. Oh, what's the, what's the Instagram thing that's going around right now? Oh no. That's hilarious. Oh, my ah, God. Like, I, like I would not be mad. Stop whining, Yennefer. Jeez. Um, yeah, no, but I, I understand like in like the idea of a story that like that, um, yeah, like that is scary. Like having someone's control, like having your self control take or your free will taken away. Cause like, that's what happened to Yennefer. What's the witch's island called? Eretuza. Eretuza. That's Eretuza. what happened to her at Eretuza. Like it, yeah. like she lost her free, she like was not in control of her free will. So like, I understand that aspect of it like I do get it and I do I do like narrative tension so I like how they were able like I think it's a really good foil or like a really good I guess foil is the right word but like a really good parallel of like Yennefer like forgave Geralt for taking yeah. away her free will and Geralt forgave Yennefer for betraying him in Siri. like I think they went through like pretty much the worst thing that you can do to another person basically. And they both forgave each other and they still came out stronger because of it. So, so what I think, so to me in the book, she's not actually mad at him about the wish because she, in the books, it's understanding. Cause she knows right away. She's not, I mean, oh. it's like that, that great quote that she has in that, in that episode where she says, yeah, what she says in the book, she's like, go ahead, keep telling me how stuff works. You know what it's I mean? Like, that's a fantastic quote because it's like, she's a freaking witch. Like, Also, like, every every woman has had that experience of a man <laughs> telling them something and really, yeah, so I that was super really, funny. really wanting to say, go on, tell me how stuff works. But I mean, I've had that experience of telling people that and telling women that and then being completely wrong and like, it's like awkward. <laughs> so that's why I really love that because like, it's kind of like, He's, I mean, it doesn't work out the way he says, but he actually is kind of right, I think, in, in the big term. But anyways, it's it's that sacrificial act because he did that to save her that causes her to fall in love with him in the book. Oh. So it's the complete opposite because he's like, and she's kind of like, why me? Like, you just met me. Like, why would you be willing to make such a sacrifice for me? But um, and then in the and then what happens with the way they, they fall apart is they fall apart through like relationship issues, which not it's not like this big break like <gasps> you made a promise to the yeah gin and, they they you know fall what I'm apart saying? more because like they're they're just not like compatible at that point yeah okay sorry you, yeah yeah I get that sick okay so can we do one that I have that you don't have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could go on about that forever. I know. That's why I am. I am getting on my little segue, and because we have a lot of the same. So one that I have that you don't have, pretty much the only one that you don't okay. have, because we share everything else, um, sure. is uh, family. Like the end of season two, like the last episode okay. of season two. I was just really struck by that episode. Like I can't really tell you exactly why, but like. Oh, yeah. No, I know why. It was uh, Geralt holding a sword to Yennefer's neck and <laughs> saying mine about Siri. Like, I was like, mm. oh, dang. Um, and I actually, I saw this, uh, I saw this one, like, post or gif set, gif set, gifs, it's, it's gif. I'm not saying gif. <laughs> um, that's peanut butter. J- Jiffy. <laughs> um, Jiffy. 
Uh, I saw this one edit on Tumblr that was from Yennefer's point of view and the quote, like somebody like wrote a poem and the quote was, uh, whether you come as my lover or my executioner, I'm ready to welcome you. And I was just like, oh, buddy, <laughs> like, okay. So I don't know. I was, um, yeah, I was just really, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. And, and seeing that Yennefer knew that she messed up, like at the end of season two, she, she like realizes she was like, yeah, I crossed a line. Like, and she realizes that like her powers aren't as important as Siri and Geralt to her. And like that, like, and she has to like work to get to gain both of their trust back Um, is that the episode where she basically is willing to sacrifice herself to save siri yes okay yeah so and she just has this like change of heart and and i yeah i really appreciate it and uh uh yeah so that's and and yeah i i enjoyed season two but i i really liked the i really liked the ending of season two um but yeah so that's one that you don't have and pretty much everything else you have I also have because I said of banquets, bastards and burials one for the law of surprise episode. That's that's an interesting one. And I, you know why I like I that one that so episode. much? What? Um, why? It, it's not just it's not just that the episode's a good episode, which it is. I think why I really like that one is because when I was watching the original Witcher, uh, the first this, watching the Netflix Witcher, I think that was the first time I had ever been exposed to the Witcher at all. Like I hadn't played the games or anything. And so I didn't actually know what the story was. So I was like, okay, I'll watch. I'm watching a couple episodes. Like, it's interesting. And I think it was just at that moment, after you've been kind of following these characters around, you actually get brought, you get suddenly brought into the bigger world of what's going on. Yeah. And it, and it hits you so hard. And I think that that was just really well done. And I think that, that that's why I like that episode so much on more of a personal level. But what, what about you? What do you like so much about it? Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, but it's, it's literally an episode that I watched like over and over and over again. Um, I, I love, I just think there was so much comedy. I mean, anything like honestly, Yasker season one, hysterical. Like there was oh like, like Legend. so funny, Legend. iconic, yeah. like just like, so like he had highlights <laughs> in season two. But like in season one, he was just hysterical. And so the episode, like the beginning, like the beginning of the episode where the guy is in the bar and he's just like saying about how Geralt is dead and Yasker is like, oh, this is great stuff. And he's like writing down (laughs) the fight. And then like Geralt walks in and it just, it's just hilarious. And like he tries to like convince Geralt to go to this fancy party with him. And he's using this really fancy language. And Geralt just walks away. And Yasker's like, wine, women, and song, Geralt. You know, trying to like. <laughs> and the bath scene was hysterical. Like trying to like get him to like c- get cleaned up. Like you just really realize like it, it adds a- another note of Geralt's character that he really just like doesn't care about being dirty. Like he just like, he just couldn't care less about what other people think of him. And like I, that changes as like later on in the season series and season that changes. Like when he meets Yennefer, like he like does start to care about personal hygiene, which like I've seen that happen in real life where a man meets a woman and then suddenly showers all the time. Um, but it was just hysterical. And then, uh, the whole court scene was great. I love Queen Calanthe. I think she is 
such an interesting character. Like, I don't think we'd get along, but I'm like fascinated by her. And I love her like little love story between her and the guy. Who's the guy? He's some uh, Baron of Skellig. Yeah. So him, I love their, I love their little inner love story, whatever. Um, I love Queen Calanthe, like taking care of destiny herself. You know, like I love all this, these options. And then I love at the very end, Geralt being like, oh, LOL, that was wild. What will happen if you claim the law of surprise? So anyway, I'm claiming the law of surprise. Like it just, (laughs) it's just so, it's just, it's just so ironic. Um, And it's funny as we're talking about it with, with Geralt, one thing that comes to mind now that we've had a couple of seasons gone, you know, yeah, is how much his character has changed. Because in that in that season, in that episode, he's still very much like the straight man who doesn't say anything. Kind of like, like you know what I mean? Like very he doesn't say gruff. much. He kind of grunts. Yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of like very. And then, but that completely changes pretty quickly. And by season three, he's like really well rounded character. I think yeah. it's interesting to see see how much that that changes yeah it's it's the it's like love of friendship love family love of a woman it's great it's really cool it's like all this different things that like people will do and change and yeah but so we had that one in common we had bottled appetites in common we had rare species in common uh we had the art of illusion in common phenomenal you know there's one that we i did leave off actually now i'm thinking about it Uh um but we can talk about a different one. But I was—I think another one on my list actually is the one where he goes to Tamaria and he saves that girl who is like transformed into some kind of kind of horrible monster. Yes, Do you remember and that he meets—he meets Triss and uh, yes, yeah, that whole episode. That was also a phenomenal episode. Oh yeah. my gosh! And he like lets and. I don't I love his like sense of justice too in season one yeah but like his steadfastness and how he is like at all costs gonna make it through the night yes any yes, yes, at yes. all costs to save this girl and it's not just because he wants the coin but it's also because he wants to save this girl you know well, so, and that's a call again kind of like Renfri he couldn't a little save bit. Renfri he couldn't yeah. save Renfri so he's like here's a princess that I can save and he yeah. does it. So she's like another another like pointer of Siri. Like it kind of like all of season one, he's like in this pattern of like finding princesses and like rescuing them or failing to. Like and that's what like spurns him on his um journey, his character journey. So but yeah, I loved but, I love yeah. how you pointed out that um the banquet scenes in season one and season three serve as major plot devices. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I didn't realize that they're until huge I read turning points. I didn't read your I, I hadn't realized that until I looked at your article. Yeah, they're huge turning points in the story and in the seasons for sure. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting that they choose these banquets as a way I don't know what the symbolism of that is. I don't know if there's cultural things tied to that because the you know, the writer's Polish. I don't know why the banquets are such a big moment of action in these stories, you know. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think whenever you get people to a lot of people together and you feed them food and wine, uh, things can get dicey. <laughs> like, I just think it's a very natural way to like move a story along. And it might just be something like the author. What's his name? I I don't know how to say his name. Okay, whatever the name <laughs> Andrei is. Andre Sapowski. That's why I want to say it. There is, you go. Whatever. Right. 
I just think sometimes like authors have one main thing that they turn to again and again as a plot device. So mm. like for me in my writing, um, I not that I'm like, yeah, I can say this. I'm I'm pretty inspired by Jane Austen. Um, yeah. because like her writing style is like similar to my own where it's like, she doesn't give a lot of physical description of things, but she talks about dialogue and like the social conventions of things. And that's very similar to my own writing. But, um, Jane Austen uses letters as plot devices. Like every single book she has like letters, yes. letters are huge plot devices. Yes. And so I've yes. noticed like in my own writing, letters are huge plot devices. And so I saw it's a little like weird. It's a little weird, like that. There's such a big plot device in Jane Austen, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, but it makes sense for like her time period, right? And so, like, it would make sense that like banquets in this like medieval-ish era that this is set in, that like banquets would be a big plot device. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point too because I love that you brought up the letters thing. That's super interesting. Thank you. In a way, they're sort of similar, right? Because how do you get Back then, like now we don't really need to have in-person meetings to get information. Back then, how do you get information, right? It's yeah. getting people together. Letters are also a way that you get information together. But back during this time, letters wouldn't have been as reliable as just getting people together even. Right. right. I mean, because so. Jane Austen has the postal service, right? <laughs> and so like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. I love that point. Holy cow. That's thank great. you. I'm, I'm yeah. sometimes smart. Um, and then. Uh, yeah. And then I also, I also had this uh, first episode of season two. Phenomenal. Oh my gosh. So yeah, good. The Green of Truth. So good. Oh my gosh. I got actually, I want to go back. I'm going to do, instead of watching the whole thing through, I think I might just go back and watch these episodes. <laughs> I definitely watch that one because that one's good standalone. Like you don't need to watch that well, in any particular order. We've talked about this both on the podcast and also when we're just like hanging out with each other that like The yeah. Witcher is so fun when you have plot but you have an episodic nature where like there's yes. a monster of the week every week. Like that's what that's why I love season 1. That's why I can like go back and just watch episodes of season 1. Like you don't have to like binge it. You can watch like individual episodes and like get that monster of the week feeling. You know, it's it's kind yeah. of a throwback to like what we grew up on. You know, like X-Files, Supernatural. So you like, had said that when you originally said that cuz I remember you originally saying that monster of the week thing and I kind of laughed it off kind of like I didn't get the full reality of what you were saying and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like oh I totally agree with that like, yes this the strength of the show was in that episodic nature and then once it left that and kind of became a copy paste of Game of Thrones where you have this intrigue and the, and the book's the same way it just gets it just gets less strong but this I think this episode's sort of like the last one where it's that follows that episodic nature and it's such a beautiful story too yes oh my gosh and and again we kind of when uh we get uh, another kind of disordered fairy tale, right? Like we yeah. get another, we get another beauty and the beast like esque thing. Right. And it's, um, you know, and that's something else I want to say about the show that I think also get, gets a little weaker as it goes on and it gets more into all this political intrigue is that I love that element. And this is the same with the, the, the girl that we talked about who gets gets transformed into a striga i believe it was but i'm not sure that's what it is but um that girl who gets transformed who he saves and he stays up all night to save yeah and then this girl in here what i like about all of this is that like it doesn't really like it 
the fact that people were bad doesn't like destroy who they are like i feel like a lot of shows these days it's like someone does something bad and it's just like unforgivable but like yeah you know like that girl was born out of a bad situation but that didn't make her inherently bad yep and in this episode grain of truth this guy did something horrible and yet we're still shown that he's lovable well and we're still we're still like the way they film it we i like the way okay, so I like I think the way that they film season one is very much through series point of view. Like I feel mm. like it's like there are some scenes that it's like just Geralt and whoever the guy is, but like a lot of other scenes, it's very Siri centric. So like because we get the scene where like the guy is very nice to Siri and like shows her the cool thing with the lantern and like everything. And at the end of the episode, when the guy like says what he did to get him cursed. Like you just see, you just see Siri like, like heart, like her heart breaks. Like she just, she looks so betrayed because she trusted him. And it's like, I remember that was really strong. Like the episodes that this, that this, the, the feelings this episode induced were like very strong. And I thought it was like a cinematic masterpiece you know like it yeah. I, like yeah it was just one of the episodes of season two that was just so good yeah and it makes you sad that, it, that those kinds of episodes yes. keep happening yeah. Yeah. yeah yes totally so it yeah it yeah so i definitely agree that like season uh, episode one of season two was incredible so there's one final episode. And this is one I liked so much that I want to go back and watch it. And when I watched it, this is the first episode of season three. Um, when I when I watched yeah. it, I was so excited for season three because I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole nother level. And then the rest of season three to me kind of petered out a little bit after this. But yeah, um, but we had talked about it a bit. We're, tell me your thoughts on this episode because I know we had talked about like how much we liked that they're all finally together and how cool that was. Yeah. I really liked how, so we talked about this, but I really liked how Yennefer is like writing Geralt's letters and starts off with like, and signs them with like dear friend because like, that's what he called her. Like after they got caught making out in the temple thing and, (laughs) and, and he's like, this is my dear friend. And what they'd been together as like a couple for like 24 years or something. And Geralt's just like, dear friend, like hysterical. Um, yeah. And, but I, I, again, like I love, like, I didn't love a lot in season three, but one of the things I did really, truly love in the first half of season three was, um, how Yennefer got her redemption arc, like how like Yennefer betrayed Siri and Geralt, but like she really was sorry and she realized the error of her ways and she like was willing to sacrifice herself and her magic for Siri and Geralt eventually like recognize that and like yeah. let himself love her again and it yeah i had a lot of feelings about and that it's really nice to see that that aspect of her personality and her character that yes we haven't been able to see yet which is the which is so important in the stories and the books is which is her like mothering nature yeah and we really get to see that on display here which is pretty fantastic yep so yep agreed agreed so, okay, so which season had the most episodes that we liked? I think it was season one. I think it was right? season one. I have one, two, th- I have three episodes of season one, two episodes of season two, and one episode of season three. 
I think two episodes. Oh, only also oh, just um okay, one episode. I have one I have two episodes from season 3, but yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, season 1, I guess I mean, that's what I was thinking when I was making this list. I was like, oh, season one really was the strongest season. See, I am so you conflicted know? because season one had the best had the best story arcs, the best monsters, the best humor, like the funniest yeah. season. But we didn't get any, get, we got hardly any Geralt and Yennefer content. And we got no family content. Like we got no Geralt, Yennefer, and Siri content in season one. Right. So right. I... I'm hesitant to say that season one is my favorite, but I think season one has some of the most interesting and powerful episodes. It's the most, to me, it's the most consistently good. Oh yeah. 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 Agreed. Like after I watched that, I was like, this is a phenomenal show. And I don't know that I ever felt that way again after season one, other than I didn't need to as much because I was totally after season one, I was totally drawn into the Witcher universe. So now I was just watching it as a fan, but like I don't know that I ever felt like this is a really really good show again. Yeah, no, one. I agree. But I think season one, the acting from everybody was incredible. Like Henry Cavill is just I'm gonna oh my gosh he's yeah <laughs> I just don't have any words. He's incredible. He's amazing, incredible. You got to watch him in Warhammer now. Uh, yeah, Warhammer. Uh, I don't even yeah. know what Warhammer is, and I'm signed up for it. So. <laughs> Thank you.